Welcome back, everybody, to the Stark Wars podcast. Today we are recapping episode four of The Bad Batch with spoilers and everything. So if that's not something you're interested in, uh, I would go watch the episode and come back to us, and we'll walk you through it all. Um, right at the top of the show, I I'm, I'm trying to get in the habit of just reminding everybody, uh, go ahead and hit the subscribe button, because we're going to be here every single week. And uh, yeah, that's the way to go. And another way, if you, if you want to be with us even more throughout the week, not, not just... Not just every weekend, but there's other ways, too. We have a new Discord. Um, I'm going to plug that one more time. So if you're interested in that, we have social media handles in the show notes, and you can reach out to us. We'll give you a link, and uh, look, there'll be fun discussions to be had. And I am here with my good friend Tommy to recap this episode. Tommy, how's it going? Good. I've been working on my droid costume so we can go make money. Who knew this is the way? If we just go around pretending that i'm this like robot and you can sell me we can make like what i'm assuming it was like three thousand it was whatever their currency is but it's gotta be like three thousand bucks we could we could buy a whole podcasting studio with that kind of money the podcasting house and then i die and then you i leave you a letter just like uh wanda you know <laughs> this is completely off the rails already but i i just want to say i read a comic book that is very similar to what you just said about a robot and a uh, few people have read it, so if you're interested in that, hit me up. But yes, Star Wars The Bad Batch. Um, Tommy, what did you... Yeah, I know... Uh, I, I'll get. I'll jump off with some of my immediate thoughts here. Um, I, I feel like, again, we're getting a lot of the filler comments about some of these episodes. And I'm not... Sh honestly, at this point right now, gun in my head, I couldn't tell you if this was a filler episode or not. Because I think the question is... For me, I could see this being like the kicking off point of a brand new arc in the series. And in hindsight, it will not be a filler episode. Um, but if, we, but for instance, if we don't come back to Fennec for like a very long time, this very well could be a filler episode. But I think it just depends on if Fennec's coming back or not. Um, super excited to see her in this episode. That was a lot of fun. You know, she's a character with basically a clean slate, and uh, we have a lot to write about her. So. Uh, yeah, Tommy, what do you think about this episode? Yeah, and I think we as a viewing audience need to change our perspective a little bit of like, I think we got kind of lucky with Wanda and Falcon where it's like something was always happening. I mean, they were super long episodes and, and something was always happening that there was tons to discuss, tons of theories. I think with Bad Batch, we had to think of it more like Clone Wars where it's like, Overall, it will tell a really cool, impressive story. But each episode, they're not—they're taking their time because they have the time to. And uh, I thought the episode was good in the sense that, like, like you said, it's—I think it's setting Fennec up to be something. And like specifically, like her bond with Omega. There's questions of like why she wants, you know, why is the bounty on Omega? Uh, and then on top of that, it's—is she now going to be the big bad, or is she going to like switch over at some point? Like, what's going to happen with her um obviously it's hard because some of us like her for mandalorian but like this is before mandalorian she could just be a bad baddie and like that's it uh she doesn't have to be have that good heart but who knows we don't yeah and i mean that's what's interesting about bounty hunters in the star wars universe as a whole uh from any different perspective what and bubba fett's a great example uh, he could be looked at as a hero or a villain or completely neutral. It just depends on who we're following. And in this particular instance, she could be the bad guy. And then in The Mandalorian, she could be the same exact character and be the good guy. Um, I was actually reading 
issue one of the new, well, I guess it's not new, but the new-ish canon Boba Fett comic book. And he's basically a hero, like, in that comic book. And, and it's not that he's doing anything wildly different than he's ever done before, but we're seeing it from his perspective and how he does things. And from his perspective, uh, he's a very nice, he's like a chill dude, you know? He's kind of, I mean, he's, he's, he's pulling up bounties, and that's really all he cares about. But the way he goes about those things, he's he's not going to be a complete asshole about everything. And I think that's kind of what we're getting here uh, as well. And again, it's just through a different point of view, all of these characters could be a hero or a villain. So, yeah. And there's a, I guess I, we'll, we'll go ahead and dive right into the episode. Uh, I wanted to talk about a couple interesting things that uh, I noticed off the top of the show here. We get we get two mentions of planets. One we visit, one we don't. Um, they're originally looking at going to a place called Ida Floor, and uh, I, I saw this on Reddit, and I don't want to take credit for it, but uh, I thought it was interesting. The original planet that they were planning on going to was Ida Floor, and which is an an anagram for Florida. I don't know, uh, <laughs> and I, it's almost uh, I, I don't know what that means. I don't know if we'll see Idafor or or what. So we'll see like space alligators and like or crocodiles. Space what's, what's, yeah, what's known? What <laughs> space Florida men? What's what's uh known in Florida? Is it alligators or crocodiles? I don't know enough about Florida to know which one is more common. I think I think they uh, I think they're alligators down there, um, and I know that because I've had gator bites in Florida. So, um, they, as in like, like a food, not as a gator yeah. bit you, like you didn't, <laughs> I did not get multiple, uh, gator bites, but I did eat multiple gator bites. Gotcha. So, gotcha. And they're actually really good. So I'd be interested to see what uh star Wars space alligator bites taste like new sponsors of the podcast. Welcome to star Wars. We're sponsored by gator bites. Take a bite out of the gator. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to explore uh, Florida, Ida 4 in the future. But the planet we do go to is Pantora. And this is another thing that I picked up on. Uh, Pantora sounds a lot like Pandora. And on the planet is Blue Creatures. Seems like an Avatar reference, if I've ever seen one. Yeah. And I'm, also, I'm not sure if either of these planets have ever been in Star Wars. But I don't, I, I from what I've seen, it doesn't seem like uh, they've ever been in Star Wars before, so. Um, kind of hard to keep track of planets at this point. Yeah, and and they had like references throughout, right? Like we see like the little stormtrooper doll that was in Rogue One. Um, but yeah, it's hard to keep track of like which planets at this point. I assume we either saw it or we didn't, and it's a cool planet when I see it. <laughs> um, but I I liked that they went on this planet. I like it does like you know, and I, I, we're going to always make comparisons i think to mandalorian but it does feel like that where it's like they're not really on a mission yet and i think that's kind of like my frustration with it not even frustration it's like it is built up and they're building up these characters i mean we didn't really know the bad batch we knew we knew of them and they're building up their characteristics like they're definitely building hunter up as like the main guy and and um but at the same time like like here they're just on a supply run it's not Oh, we got to save this princess, or we, oh, we got to do, uh, we got to stop the the empire. They don't even seem to care about the empire. They're just trying to survive, which is kind of interesting when you think about it like that. 
Yeah, the world is more happening to them rather than like trying to fight against it, which is interesting. And I, I do think that'll change at some point. Um, but yeah, they, they do go to Pantora and they're going there because their ship is, I, I guess, traceable some way. It's on like a watch list or a wanted list. So they feel like if they go to Pantora, they will be able to scrub their ship. And uh, when they do, we meet this, uh, I, I think his name was, uh, I don't know if this was his name or his code name or what, but Raspar6 at Rose Station. That's what he calls himself. Uh, this was, I, I liked this little character. He was kind of, uh, he was like sleazy in a way, but um, yeah, he gets, he gets them to pay him off. So, uh, so that they don't, so that he doesn't scan the ship. So he does that, but then he's also looking to, uh, he's looking for money from Fennec as well. So. Yeah. I have problems with you Raspin because from everything I know about Star Wars, when you make a deal with someone and they pay you, you stay to that deal. You don't go take their money and then also get other money. I, I guess some people do. Hondo, I feel like, would do stuff like that. But listen, Rasman, I got my eye on you. Don't be coming in here trying to scan my computers and then I pay you off and then you run over to Michael and you like <laughs> let him know uh, everything. Because like, you I'm like, hey, I'll pay you if you. I'll pay you if you actually just destroy Tommy's computer instead. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't even like they were offering more. It's like he could have probably got all the money from the Bad Batch, but it wasn't like it was like a uh, a bidding war. You know, it was just like, okay, cool. You gave me a ton of money. I won't scan you. So I guess he technically obeyed the the deal. But he didn't need a scam because he knew they were sketched at that point, and so then he knew he could just turn them in. Yeah, yeah. So he was he was a slime ball. Um, I gotta say, um, this is also we uh, a, a storyline. This episode is Echo's gonna kind of pretend to be a droid, and I gotta say, Echo's helmet, uh, his little droid uh, helmet. I don't know if it's like actually practical or if he was just trying to look like a droid. I prefer the helmet. I liked it. I thought he looked cool. Yeah, I agree. I'm. Have have you been disappointed with Echo? I've I've been a little disappointed because I feel like he was our like eye in the sky, like he was our boy, and I I really feel like they haven't done anything with him yet. Yeah, I'll be interested to see where it goes. I, I feel like he does have like um, a lot of connective tissue to like some more stories out there. Um, I think he could possibly be like the connection to Rex a little bit. Um, I just don't like he's just another person on the team at this point, but I feel like he is capable of bringing a lot more and we just haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So, and maybe they're waiting too long. Yeah. Or the series is way too long. That's, <laughs> that's another thing. And maybe that's my, maybe that's the thing is like, they're slow burning. Like I said, I, and then it's not just echo. I, I, I'm not trying to, you know, I hope I'm not coming off as a Debbie Downer. I'm really liking the show. And I think like the series as a whole is going to hold. It's just hard when we're dissecting one episode at a time. <laughs> and it's like, I think I want less Hunter going forward and I want to see the rest of them. Like we get little bits of record, but not tons. Uh, tech, you know, he's there. Um, it's like, I want to know all of not just their personalities which i think we've gotten but also like their hopes and their dreams and their like yearbook quotes you know like what would records yearbook quote be 
Wrecker Smash. <laughs> yeah, it might be it's something like that. Yeah, or like, I, I I'm hungry. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, but here's my thing. I don't even think Hunter's that fleshed out. Like he's yeah. he's very front and center and he's saying a lot of things, but like him, I still don't really know him as a person. Uh, like he's kind of protecting Omega, which that I guess that tells you a little bit about him, but even then it's just it's kind of one note. Nobody, I don't think anybody is as flesh out as Omega is. And I, I think that might be the problem. The show's called The Bad Batch, and none of the Bad Batch members are like the star of the show, in my opinion. Yeah, I guess you're right with Hunter. Like, I guess what I think of him as flesh out, it's like I at least know that like his motivation is like pack mentality. Like he protects his pack, he protects every single person, and like he feels a, uh, a kinship to like Omega and the rest of the Bad Batch. Um, but I agree with you. Omega seems to be the most and the most mysterious. Like it's like, what's what's the deal with Omega? What's she up to? You know, no one knows. Yeah. So uh, and, and yeah, and I guess from that perspective, we don't really know what Omega is. So uh, look, uh, I think I think we will get answers eventually. Um, the next thing we kind of run into uh, after, obviously, uh, Echo dresses up as a robot and he goes off with Omega Hunter. But then they and this is kind of like. Yeah, you know, call this episode filler, call it whatever you want. Um, it's not necessarily I think this stuff is filler. I just think this this season is going to be too long. And because we're kind of going over the chain code stuff again, like they run into that. And it felt like the same exact scene we got in, what was it, episode three? And I'm just like, um, I don't, I just, I, some, of the, some of the stuff here, I just feel like we're spinning our wheels. And this might just be how they do Star Wars animation because, like, Clone Wars might have felt the same way if I watched it live. I, I didn't, you know, like, I watched it after the fact, so I was able to binge it all. So it's like it was one of those shows where if it was a filler episode, I didn't really notice as much because I just went right into the next episode. Um, and maybe this is something where it's like after the season, we'll go through and we'll be like, cool, like, yeah, I love this chasing. This is a nice break from all this intensity. And then we get, you know, like those light moments um, as a whole. It's hard when we're taking something that I think is going to be viewed better in the season format when we're, you know, taking it as as episodes. Uh, but I agree with you. Like it was like because it is. I mean, in other shows we've complained about, oh, they haven't done this enough. They they're rushing this and stuff. It's like I will say they're not rushing anything. Like even like this. Like I felt like I knew Fennec pretty well just from the little bits I got from her in this. And like she was cool. Like the way she she talked to Omega and like. I, I am intrigued by that character now more than I was. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to get more Fennec. So um, another, so yeah, we'll go into um, where where Hunter really he sells off Echo here as a as a robot, and uh, Omega finds a little uh, a stormtrooper doll. Um, that was cute, right? Cute little. Uh, there's a lot of toys in this series. Lots of toys, lots of animals. Like we saw a lot of return of like animals we've seen in the the different Star Wars worlds, and uh, yeah, I mean this was a cool. It was a, your typical merchant planet, um, and I, you know I thought that was cool. I, would you want a stormtrooper doll? Um. So my sister lives in LA. She went to um, she went to Galaxy's Edge and. The cool thing about Galaxy's Edge is they don't have like merch, right? You're not going to find a shirt that says Star Wars or anything. Everything is like something that you would find in an actual uh, Star Wars market. And 
one of the cool things they had was like dolls kind of like this, but they would be like, like there's a Ray doll for instance. And I told my sister, I was like, get that Ray doll because I want to give it to my daughter. So it's not necessarily that I wanted it, but I thought it was a nice toy for a kid. And now my little daughter has a cute little Ray doll and it's the same type of looking toy as the Stormtroopers. So with that being said, yes, I welcome them and I will give them to my kids. Yeah, I too will give them to my kids. Pasta? Yeah, Pasta's got a little Ray and Stormtrooper doll and she's like, and but Pasta's my cat for those that yeah. we have not stated on the podcast. Um, but yeah, so so uh, Echo gets sold off here um, and let's see. what. Um, Did you think that was cheap? I, I think Echo thought it was cheap, right? He, I think he originally said two thousand, and he was like, "Yeah, look, I'm I, I'm okay with doing this, but come on, uh, I'm worth a little bit more than two thousand, right?" Yeah. How much yeah. do you think you're worth? I think I'm a good, like on the black market. Yeah, I think I'm like a solid three hundred. Like I'm as much as like yeah. a, a like a new new gaming console. Like that's that's probably what you're getting from me. You know? <laughs> I don't think anyone's buying me. Like no offense to me or anything, but like I'm there not gonna be a do market. It. Like, there might be a market for you. You never know. Maybe, but like I'm not gonna be a good like I, I won't work, right? So and I'll be a pant like if you keep me captive, I won't like I'll rebel, right? Oh, you'd be like one of those snarky, like you'd be in the background and be like, Well, you know, if you fed me more, maybe I would wash the dishes. <laughs> uh, do you think people all right, we probably shouldn't get into the black market topic, but uh, I am curious how that, like, would they buy people for chores? Who knows? I yeah, don't. yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> I don't search the black, the black web or the dark web. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, Omega, she she runs after some of these cute little uh, animals, and um, yeah, she she runs off and she's she's kind of getting overwhelmed again. This is, I think they're doing a good job of like reminding us that Omega is has only ever experienced one type of environment and that's Camino. So anytime she goes to like a hectic area like this, where there's a, a lot of hustle and bustle or um, just different colors and lights and uh, creatures. Yeah. It obviously overwhelms her here. And this is when Phoenix chance is up sweeping in. She's acting like a friend here. Um, yeah. I kind of wish they would be friends. That'd be a fun little duo. I kind of think that's where it's leading. I kind of think that they could be some buddies. Um, and maybe that's just like the the Mandalorian in me of like, you know, she's the Grogu, right? But at the same time, I did like this move. Like, she was a cool bounty hunter. Like, that's a smart strategy. Um, I also didn't realize she wasn't like hunting the Bad Batch. I thought it was even more clever. I was like, yeah, get him with the girl. They can take you to the Bad Batch and you can murder all the Bad Batch. Uh but, you know. Well, I think that's what's interesting here. And maybe we can kind of dive into some theories because, yeah, she's she has no interest in the Bad Batch, right? She's only here for Omega. And it's not, it's not a situation where she wants Omega dead. She's clearly trying to take Omega alive and return her to somebody. Obviously, my gut instinct is to say that she's going back to the Kaminoans. Uh, but I don't think we even have, like... I, I don't know. Well, what, Tommy, what do you think? Like, who hired Finnick, and what's the goal? Why do they want her back? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely my initial thought, right? Like, it's like, but at the same time, this is where I'm confused. And it's hard because 
those that that species doesn't really give much emotion <laughs> they're very but like they knew she was leaving and they were like yes they took her and they were like we're okay with this when we when we saw them talking so it's like my gut is like yeah they're the ones that called it but everything we've seen of them doesn't seem like they cared that much but maybe that's just like the show trying to keep it hidden of what their plans with omega is um obviously we've talked before i you know they they they're scared that they're going to be out of jobs um we do believe omega is potentially what they were talking about of like we need a test subject we need you know uh, we we need omega essentially so that's i could see that definitely other than that if we're like going with fun theories um maybe it's like maybe it's boba fett maybe boba fett wants a, a new kid he's been hanging out off the grid uh or yeah bobo like he wants to be like his dad and uh have a little baby clone uh i'm not ruling anything out at this point because it is so strange um i guess i guess the big thing that if it was uh the kaminoans i would think that maybe the only conversation that they've really had since omega was gone is they talked about how they wanted a new source to reclone people so maybe initially they didn't care that she was gone, but now they're realizing that she might be more important than we originally thought. So I could totally see they might be backpedaling here now. Now, and also, I mean, obviously, they've had ties with bounty hunters in the past with Django Fett. Um, Django Fett kind of worked for them, and obviously, they made an entire clone army after him. So, um, yeah, I feel like they could have those those bounty hunter ties a little bit. Um, yeah, are there restrictions on like who they can clone? Like, is it that hard to find a body to clone? Can't they find like some homeless man in the Star Wars universe and just be like, all right, come in, we'll feed you or bathe you, and all you gotta do is like give us all your DNA? So, I, I believe the biggest restriction is, and this is what I've read online recently I never played the Force Unleashed video game. But what I've heard is Starkiller in that game is a Jedi clone, which is interesting. But the thing was, they were trying to make many Jedi clones, and they would, like, come out very damaged, like, mentally. Like, they would be, like, like suicidal and stuff. But, like, only Starkiller was the one that kind of worked. So, and obviously that's not canon at this point, but if it were, and they're trying to re-dive into that, I guess the only restriction would be they wouldn't be able to make a Force-sensitive army. So, gotcha. uh, other than that, yeah, I, I think they can clone whoever they want. Um, but, I, again, I think they want to be very selective. I mean, obviously, they picked Jango Fett because he was a badass. And I think they want to find, like, somebody who's proven to be, like, a physical specimen that would be able to be yeah, able they're to. they're not choosing us like they're not all right michael and tommy come in you're our new you're our new uh clone creators they're not like flipping through the black market uh journal and like strolling across tommy for 300 bucks or, or michael for too high, too high. Yeah. like uh like we don't even want them as like our maintenance guys keep keep flipping no i'd be a great maintenance guy <laughs> Yeah, so uh, yeah, uh, so we go back to Echo and his little droid adventures here, and the droids realize that he's an imposter, so they want to turn him in, but Echo's threatening them. What do you think yeah. of the little droids? 
Um, like the little droids, obviously there was like the C-3PO type, right? That's she, uh, she was the leader, I believe. Um, classic, classic C-3PO droids. Those, those shenanigans, they just love to boss people around. Um, I wanted him to have like a droid. I guess he kind of had a droid army, but I want like, listen, he could have took over that whole planet as Echo the droid. We could have saw it. Yeah, the droid rebellion and uh, solo so look we could get it yeah um but yeah so back to omega and fennec here uh omega's hungry and fennec has a plan uh, fennec bumps into the lady with some fruit and and this is like the first red flag to omega that something might not be up because she steals fruit yeah, yeah. we're not a pro stealing fruit podcast pay for your fruit guys come on yeah um fennec uh look she's a big time bounty hunter you have to imagine she's got some coin. She could have paid for that. Yeah. The fruit in Star Wars has never appealed to me. Yeah, it's often like, uh, like I, I think the gl- closest thing that I can think to like things that we have seen is like maybe dragon fruit. That's what I was going to say. Dragon. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm, have you ever had dragon fruit? I'm not. I, I don't think I've ever had dragon fruit, honestly. Yeah, but I mean, I, like, I'm kind of picky about fruit. Like, I like my strawberries and bananas and grapes, I guess. But. Uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna like bite into a mango even. So, kiwi. No, I'm not gonna bite into kiwi. Um, uh, uh, oranges. I'll have an orange. So I'm like not- you're like like anything they would serve you in like a cafeteria in school, you would probably yeah. get into. But when you get into your fancy fruit, you're like, I don't, I don't even want a pineapple. Yep, sue me. What no about interest. would you drink a fun tiki drink out of a pineapple cup? Yeah, that'd be interesting. And that's okay. the other thing. I think like uh, like some of the flavors, like uh, I like I like the Mango Loco Monster. So, so you like flavored, but not the actual yeah. fruit. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe they should start selling um, this fruit like as a drink in like Star Wars land. Yes, I'm going there this summer. So uh, let's 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 make it happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she also sees the blaster, and uh, yeah, Omega is kind of getting. Interested in what's going on here. Um, yeah, the uh, yeah, I guess I, and um, another thing, Omega kind of wants to recruit Fennec. A little early to like uh, start recruiting the person you just met, but look, what can he do? Um, but yeah, and, and the, I guess this is about the time that Hunter shows up as well, um, and he is pretty immediately alerted. He's telling... Omega to step away, and this is kind of when their their fight begins. And I I really liked all this was very uh, kind of the this uh, chase sequence uh, over across um, some of the flying speeders in the air, very reminiscent of Attack of the Clones, um, which also reminded me I tweeted this out, but um, Fennec reminds me a lot of Zam Wexel from Attack of the Clones, very similar bounty hunter there, and then obviously this is a very similar chase sequence. So I uh, have to think that was some sort of callback. Yeah, and I think that's clearly it, it must have been in like, I don't know, there was a part of me that's like, we, we've gotten this, you know? <laughs> yeah. But it was a cool chase sequence. And like, listen, I mean, that's the, the, the thing with animated shows. You get to do things that, that other shows can't, uh, that live stuff can't do. And I think that this was a cool, fun scene. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, 
Yeah, and I guess Finnick kind of escapes into the maintenance tunnels. Echo is like uh, at this point he's able to like see security video and whatnot. So he sees he sees Finnick go into the uh, tunnels there, and uh, Wrecker he tells Wrecker to go in after her. And this is another interesting scene here because we've kind of talked about what's going on with Wrecker, right? He kind of bumped his head, he had a little bit of an injury, and uh, yeah, when Finnick and Wrecker stand off here, first of all. Finnick kicked his butt. I, I record like uh, like your whole thing is like smashing people, and you can smash Finnick. So not a good look there. But he also hits his head again. Now I, it wasn't as prominent this time, but uh, if if we had that in the back of our mind, uh, not a good look. Do we need to get him some bubble wrap? Maybe a helmet? Like, yeah. I mean, clearly, clearly they're setting up that he's going to hit his head a little too many times. He's going to reactivate that chip. But this one time. Fine. They've now shown like that kind of stuff like two or three times. It's clearly hinting that like he is going to re-trigger that chip. Here's my hot take. Riker is only powerful against droids. Cause we I, I think that's the only time we've really seen him like go all out is when episode one and he's like destroying the droids. Then on, he gets shot twice. Um, he gets injured, and he's the only person that gets injured in a crash landing, and he gets his butt kicked by Frenic Shand here. So, honestly, Riker, what are you doing, man? I think it just goes to, like, listen, like the David versus Goliath thing. Like, you can be as strong as possible, but sometimes quickness, sometimes intelligence wins out. Like, it's not the strongest player on the field. It's how you use your abilities. Um I like Riker. I hope the best for him, but like, yeah, I agree. It was it was not great um, th- that what he was doing. Yeah. So um, Omega Omega's also she's still kind of on a run here, but she climbs up into a tower, um, and I, I uh, she kind of seems shocked when she comes out. I don't know how she accidentally ended up on top of that tower, but um, look, there she was, and she and she also falls. So um, look, pull yourself together, Omega. She always seems shocked. I mean, I guess, like you said, this is all new to her. She's like a doughy-eyed little girl. But, like, you know, listen, put your your put your put uh, big clone trooper armor on, and you're in you're in the big times now, baby. Yeah, she and she chose to be a soldier, right? She had, she had the opportunity to go live a normal life with Cut's family. But, look, that's what she wanted. So, uh, look, you're asking for it. Um, we also get... Uh, some of those droids, the astromechs are fixing their ship. Uh, Echo gets them to do that. So that that was kind of nice. Um, but uh, yeah, back back to uh, this whole chase sequence. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Anything else kind of stick out to you here? They're kind of like jumping from, from speeder to speeder. Um, Finnick also looks to have like killed one of like the local law enforcement, which again, like you don't really see like unless it's like a super evil character. Like, for instance, Crosshair, who murdered innocent people. You don't really see, like, straight-up murder in these shows um, unless it is, like, a bad guy. So, yeah, Fennec, I don't believe, is going to be a hero in this show. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, listen, but I think Crosshair is going to – I believe my prediction with that is, like, they're going to get Crosshair's back. But but they get to blame the, the inhibitor chip, right? Like, it's like, well, Crosshair's wouldn't have killed those innocent people. But inhibitor chip crosshairs. Oh man, watch out! Yeah, that I could see that happening. Probably more so than Finnick being redeemable um, here. And again, it's just I, I, I don't know because it's hard to imagine that 
Crosshair will join the Bad Batch again. And then also Finnick is like, oh, I'm having a change of heart and I want to help you guys. Like it's it's hard to imagine all of our our villains so far on the show are going to become good. So I, I think at least one of them is not going to be redeemed. And, and again, I don't think this was a good look from Fennec to have killed one of the local law enforcement. So, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So Hunter, I guess uh, it kind of, they're, again, they're jumping from speeder to speeder. Hunter ends up blowing up the speeder. And this is kind of what I do like about Fennec because Fennec is proven to be very powerful. She kicks Wrecker's butt. She's very strong. But she's also human. Like she, the speeder blows up, and you can like visibly see that she's like injured, you know. And I, I think that's something you don't see a whole lot in the animates. Like a lot of times, they will suffer something serious and they just run away. She was kind of like limping. Like you don't really see like uh, the weaknesses of these characters. So I, I did like to see that from Finnick. So, um, but yeah, so we. This, I, this is basically the end of the episode. They kind of re- reunited the ship. They uh, they fly off, and uh, I guess I guess the one redeeming quality of Finnick this episode is at the end, she ends up paying the man anyways for helping her, even though she didn't have the result that she wanted. Well, listen, I mean, he did his job technically of like telling her, like he informed her. It was her job to get the deed done. So I appreciate that. I, I would have been upset otherwise because, like, as much as I don't like Red, you know, he's still on my list. But he technically did his job, so he does need to get paid. Um, and it's smart because, like, he she's keeping that relationship ahead, going that, like, in the future, he's now a contact for her. Right. So, um, yeah. Anything else in this episode, Tommy? Did I, did I skip over anything big? No, I think we covered it pretty well. I do have, like, kind of a – a theory. I know we've talked about Omega being a Jedi. I think another thing that I'm kind of leaning towards is like, what if she's like, <laughs> she's like the Captain Planet of the Star Wars universe of like, she has all the Bad Batch powers in one. Like we saw her kind of tracking like Hunter. There was one point we saw her shoot a blaster out of someone's hand, like crosshairs. Like what if she has all of the abilities um, of the other Bad Batch members? I really love that. I, I kind of hope that is the case. Um, and maybe not even, maybe it doesn't have to be that exactly, but it it would be cool if she was force sensitive. But I think what's even cooler is that we remind ourselves that you can be powerful in this universe without being force sensitive, right? Um, there's other ways. And I, I think Boba Fett's a great example. Uh, he's like the most feared bounty hunter in the galaxy. And he's just, he's a clone, you know? So, it would be interesting. I, I, I think Omega will be very important to this franchise, and the question is how. I think, and I would be totally down if that was the case. Yeah. I, I like the idea that she is like a very fierce individual. Though, so I think also possibly she sacrifices herself. I really feel like I don't even know death, but like she gives herself up or something. You know, something along those lines of I can see a future where she makes because i think we see everyone making sacrifices for her right so i can see that like poetic moment of like she's finally going to make the sacrifice um that everyone has been doing for her now she's stepping up so here here's my issue with star wars animation and and dave filoni even um because i think this is kind of like his thing he is very bad at saying goodbye to characters um i mean there's so many characters out there 
uh, a Saw's Ventress, no spoilers, um, but we never see an on-screen ending for her, and that and that was kind of like an original character in the series. Cad Bane, another one. That's a Dave Filoni uh, special. He was supposed to, his story was supposed to end at the Clone Wars. It never got officially ended. His character's still out there, and I'd love to see more from him. Um, Ahsoka is another one, um, and the issue, and I think Ahsoka is the biggest example. Uh, so apparently Ahsoka is alive throughout all of the original trilogy, but she is nowhere to help, right? And I don't think that's Ahsoka's character. I think Ahsoka is definitely someone who would step in and try to help, especially against Vader. And we see them interact a little bit, but we kind of, it's, it's it just kind of muddies the water a little bit too much. And I think the Bad Batch, and I think Omega will be an example of people that, um, that they, if they were around in like the rebellion and everything, they probably would have been there, right? Um, and we don't exactly see that yet. I think this is where that's going. I guess my entire point is it's hard for me to see that they will kill off Omega. I think if anything, they will kill off the Bad Batch. But even that, I don't see it happening. I, I, it's hard for me to picture what does it look like to, when Dave Filoni actually closes out a storyline, you know? And I, I, I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. Massacres. Yes. Babies crying. The weird dragon fruit things falling on the ground everywhere. Uh, I'd like to see it. Look, um, I, I'm actually I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little be a little bold here. I'm jumping right to my news story. Um, but one of the my news story this week was Dave Filoni was announced to be the new creative director of Lucasfilm, which that 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 is a huge deal. Um, he had a lot of power in this television space, um, and I think. I think a lot of people argue that like the best part of modern day Star Wars is Dave Filoni. So I think that they kind of recognize that. And I think he's going to have a lot more uh, power in what happens throughout uh, these Star Wars movies and TV shows. So that's going to be very interesting to, to me. But again, um, we kind of have to break these bad habits, Filoni. Um, the stuff can't go on forever. And, and, and the more you keep these characters alive throughout the original trilogy, uh, it just it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for me. So. Yeah, stop these bad batch habits. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's an interesting news story. Obviously, everyone's been comparing him to Kevin Feige for the longest time already. So it's nice that he's finally getting the official title because it's like he is, I mean, he's the prodigy of George Lucas. Like that's what it's always been said is like he was basically trained to to take this over. So it's nice that he's finally getting that due, that he's finally taking it over. Um, like you said, I'm a little nervous. Uh like I want to see, because you're right. That's you. You literally called him out. Like you pointed at one of his huge weaknesses is that he feels too attached to these characters, and he has a hard time letting go. Um, and I think between him, hopefully, like I know Favreau is also like getting big into like the Star Wars world, and they're they're having him do a lot. I think he has an easier time with that. So hopefully, they can like balance each other out. Yeah, and that's a good point. And, and to be honest with you, I'm not really sure what it looks like with Dave Filoni as the creative director, right? I, I guess I haven't done my research enough. You know, I, I haven't told his very it's gonna be like it's, he's gonna be like a Kevin Feige, but is he really? You know, does he has does he have the power to like uh, make a Star Wars trilogy now that if he wants to? You know, like what does this really mean for him? And I think that's gonna be interesting to kind of figure out his role in Lucasfilm. So. Um, Look, uh, if I had the choice whether to have Dave Filoni or not, I'm picking Dave Filoni 100% of the time. So uh, it's a minor gripe, but a gripe nonetheless. Yep. Um, 
since we're here, since we're on news stories, I want I want to give one more um, little bit of controversy, obviously, with the whole Gina Carano situation. Um, and it was kind of rumored that she would have her own show in the form of Rangers of the New Republic. But from what it sounds like, that show is no longer in active development, um, which kind of confirms this previous suspicions that she would have been kind of leading that series. And uh, look, between all the series that they have announced, uh, look, they have the Acolyte, they got Mando, they got the Book of Boba Fett, Visions. There's a lot of cool stuff coming out. Rangers of the New Republic, I could have taken or leave, especially if it was going to be about uh, uh, Gina Carano. So uh, just want to update on everyone everyone on that one. No Rangers of the New Republic. We will not be talking about that show. It doesn't seem like so. There you have it. Tommy, do you have a news story for us? Yeah, I mean, I have a news story. I'm also briefly to update people. Uh, the Modoc show is out. I don't think we're going to be covering it. I, I haven't even watched the first episode. It, for, it could be great. I know nothing about it. It just reminds me too much of Robot Chicken, and I'm not a big fan of that style. Um, but if you're interested in that kind of stuff, Modoc, it's out on Hulu. Watch it. Uh, more more Marvel stuff. I forgot that show wasn't even a thing. So, uh, yeah, I think, that, I think we can count that one out. Uh, but, hey, yeah, maybe it gets, like, incredible reviews, and then we end up checking it out. Uh, Kind of hard to see, but yeah, we'll, yeah. Uh, my, we'll say my, goodbye to that one. My other news story, the main one, uh, not really comic book related, but it's just something I'm kind of excited for. Uh, Hocus Pocus 2 has been announced. So uh, listen, all you witches and wizards out there, get ready, get on your broomsticks. Because, uh, you know, I hope the best. I This is another whole tangent that <laughs> we won't get too deep into, but... I'm nervous because, like, they keep doing this with, like, Space Jam and all bringing back these, like, cult favorites. And they're like, all right, we're giving you the number two. And it's like, uh, but do we need it? Like, like we don't – sometimes you can let let something lie. So we'll see what happens with that. I think I'm just going to not say anything about Hocus Pocus as to not offend you or anybody listening. <gasps> okay. Do you have a recommendation? <laughs> I do. It's a new one. Um, I talked about it before, and actually, I gave incorrect news about this this movie before. Uh, we were originally talking about. I can't. Maybe it was HBO Max. We were talking about. Um, either way, I said that Army of the Dead was going to be premiering somewhere, and I was wrong. It's on Netflix now. Army of the Dead, director uh, Zack Snyder. Um, look, um, you might be a DC fan. You might not. Who cares? Uh, maybe you enjoyed the Snyder cut. I don't know. We're not going to talk about that. What I will say is Army of the Dead is a lot of fun. And one of the things about, I think the only time that Zack Snyder really, because he's he's basically like, uh, he's all about adaptations, right? He's obviously in the DC universe. Before that, he adapted Dawn of the Dead, 300. Uh, all of his movies were basically from something else, right? And uh, the one that wasn't was Sucker Punch. And I don't think a lot of people love Sucker Punch. So it, it was a little worrisome to hear that Zack Snyder was making an original movie in the Army of the Dead, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say go watch it. I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Army of the Dead. Um, look, don't take it seriously because the movie itself doesn't take itself seriously, and I think that's probably like the most important thing about this, um, and probably the downfall of the DC movies a little bit. A lot of the times, there's just no, like, for instance, Marvel. They're able to laugh at themselves. DC, it's very serious. And if you're not on that same serious plane, it's not going to work for you. Army of the Dead, on the other hand, it's goofy. It's campy. 
uh, and they kind of lean into that. So it's a lot of fun. It's a really cool original story. It kind of follows some zombies that we don't get a lot in these types of movies. Um, so look, if you're just looking for like a very fun action movie, um, I, I recommend Army of the Dead. I really enjoyed it. That's I, it haven't, I haven't watched it yet, but maybe I will. Should I dress up like a zombie while I watch it? I don't know if that will help, but you're more than welcome to. Okay. <laughs> actually, I wanna, actually, I'm just going to tell you to do it. Because I okay. Say yes, do it. I have a news story. Or not news. I have a recommendation. Yes. My recommendation is uh, a comic. And it is uh, Mr. Miracle, the Tom King run of... Uh, a character, Tom King, for those that may not know, is a comic book writer who loves to take characters that are lesser known and kind of build up their uh, their resume, as you will. Like he took Vision, that was like his big one, is he wrote like the whole Vision thing where it was a kind of sitcom and like that was all him. And he did a really good job of like making Vision fun again and making Vision someone that people loved. Uh, he did the same with Mr. Miracle, who is a DC character. Um, who has tons of connections with like the new gods, the old gods, uh, dark side. That's, you know, I don't want to get into too much of his backstory, but it's a really interesting, uh, take of Mr. Miracle and a really satisfying arc. I I have not, uh, I don't know a whole lot about Tom King, but I need to get back into some comic book reading. So, uh, that's a good recommendation. And I'm going to do one more and it's kind of a plug as well. Um, I mentioned it at the top of the show. Uh, I kind of, I, I, I've been an amateur comic book writer for a little bit. I, I've written some comic book shorts, you know, take or leave some of them. Some of them uh, are good. Some of them are not. But look, I'm very proud of one that I just made. And I'm not allowed to post it yet, but I can share it with people that want to, quote unquote, provide feedback. So um, if you're somebody that is interested, uh, shoot me a message on Twitter because I would love to share it with people. I'm really excited about it. And uh, yeah, so there's that. that. That's a recommendation and a plug. So anything else, Tommy? Nope. Uh, great, great episode of fun chasing. Uh, always good to talk to you. Uh, check us out on everything. Check, Just check yes. us out sometimes. Just look at us uh, and check out our Twitters. Uh, check out my other podcast, uh, The Ned's Declassified. Uh, podcast called Declassified Survivor Guide with my good friend Jalen Jones. And uh, for this podcast, give us give us the subscription and the tell a friend. Just shout it at people. Just yell at them. Yeah, I'm gonna double down on the, on the uh, Declassified podcast uh, because look, I don't. I will not recommend a podcast if it's a recap for something you're not watching. I just won't. That's the type of podcast listener I am. But I will recommend the Classified Podcast because a lot of the conversation has nothing to do with the show. It's more so uh, funny stories about Tommy and Jalen's past and uh, their opinions on school things. So it's a very funny podcast. And if you want to, I, I think you. I, I'm learning a lot about Tommy while listening. So uh, definitely recommend that one. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, again, uh, rate and review us on iTunes, five-star re uh, reviews, preferably tell a friend and yeah, follow us on all the social medias. Those are in the show notes and that's all we got for you guys today. So look, have a great weekend and enjoy your dragon fruit. Bye.